household. Inviting me down there on such short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. I'm booked. Oh, and Jim Carrey certainly is going to be booked this Paul because he is officially joining or rejoining because I think he might have already been a part of the cast of SNL. Um, but it was just announced today that uh, Jim Carrey is set to play the, I just think, what is incredible casting, uh, the iconic Joe Biden um, as NBC adds three featured players for a limited audience run on SNL. Hi, everybody. It's Andrew, the mistress of pop culture. I hope you're all having a great week. Happy uh, happy Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. I actually am. I was very thirsty yesterday, Wednesday, going into Thursday because I was super dehydrated. Some days I'm usually really good about hydrating myself, but I, for some odd reason I had two coffees and no water, so I was feeling really like feverish and tired, and I was like, oh my God, am I getting a fever? Am I getting whatever? But it was because I was dehydrated, so I've been downing a lot of water, so... Stay hydrated, you guys. Um, also, the LA air is still really murky and mucky and yucky because of the fires and, you know, all the crap that's in our air. So stay hydrated, everybody. But anyways, um, yeah, happy Thursday. I'm uh, off for a little vacation tomorrow, Friday. I'm heading to uh, Florida for a couple of days to see my mother because, um, you know, my mom and dad got a new home there. And, you know, my mom wants me to see it. And I'm so excited. But anyways, uh, aside from that, I have some Really good stories for you guys today. Five super, super great stories. Um, The first, of course, being about Jim Carrey. But, of course, I started this episode off with a clip from uh, Ron Howard's iconic The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. uh, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Um, The real-life version, of course, with Jim Carrey as The Grinch. He was so good in that role, you guys. And I know the movie wasn't critically acclaimed, but it was Andrew acclaimed. And that's all that truly matters. Um, But it's an all-star cast. I mean, Jim Carrey as The Grinch. uh, Christine Baranski as Martha May. Molly Shannon as... uh, 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 Cindy Lou Who's mom Taylor Momsen Who of course Jenny Humphrey from Gossip Girl Was Cindy Lou Who um, Jeffrey Tambor And uh, many 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 Other iconic people But it's a great film I love it I watched it every holiday season It came out in 2000 So 20 years ago Which is crazy And I remember going to see the movie I went to see it on a Sunday morning With my mom uh, in Braintree, Massachusetts, because there was the Braintree Cinema, which is like one of those mega screen theaters uh, in my home. Well, not my hometown, but near where I live. Um, oh gosh, I remember that like it was freaking yesterday. I was in fifth grade. Um, yes, I was in fifth grade. That's crazy. I remember that. Uh, yeah, love it. Love him. But yeah, I, I'm, I, I think I might, I've been, I have so much I'm gonna, I, I don't even know. See, this is what happens when I get really excited and passionate. I know I have to do an episode, which is literally why. It's like the world telling me, okay, Andrew, you have to hop on now and record an episode. Because sometimes I do an episode and I'm like, okay, I'm not really in the zone, but I'm really in the zone today. I'm like laser focused. So let's get into some stories, you guys. First story of the day, of course, as I said before, <laughs> excuse me, SNL. This is from Deadline.com. SNL, Jim Carrey set to play Joe Biden as NBC show adds three feature players and we'll have a limited audience. Jim Carrey is set to play Joe Biden in the upcoming season of Saturday Night Live as the NBC show adds three new featured players and we'll have a limited studio audience when it returns. That's so exciting, you guys. It seems as though very slowly, surely, and safely, um, a, a lot of our favorite shows, beloved shows, are resuming uh, with definite you know, COVID precautions and new, um, new systems of uh, filming and operating on a set implemented, um, which is just so great. 
Um, the show will feature Carrie, most likely as Biden, Michaels, Lauren Michaels, of course, speaking in an interview with Vulture, said Maya Rudolph is coming back, and Alec Baldwin will be back, and I think Jim Carrey is going to do Biden. Uh, there was some interest on his part, and then when we responded, obviously, positively, and then we responded, obviously, positively, but it came down to discussions about what the take was, and Colin Joe's had a bunch of talks he and I as well. He will give the part energy and strength and laughs. Hopefully it's funny. Michael's added. Of course it'll be funny because it's Jim Carrey. Um, and then uh, this comes off as Lauren Michaels, the seasoned executive producer of the long-running NBC comedy sketch show, revealed that it would have a limited audience when it returns to Studio 8H on October 3rd. Wow, that's right before the election. Other shows, including HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher, have also been experimenting with small groups of audience members. Speaking of small audiences, or lack thereof, did you, I want to talk about Drew Barrymore for a second. This isn't a story, but this is just an added addendum because I was just thinking about it and I was driving, running some errands. I was listening to some YouTube clips of her as I was driving. Um, I listened to her interview with Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz, of course, the Charlie's Angels trio. Got back together. I was listening to her interview with Reese Witherspoon, Gabrielle Union. Drew Barrymore is a stellar host, talk show host. And I think this is going to be a really long-running show. Um, she's doing it really well virtual she's in studio which is great but her her guests she has like a nice chair that she sits in front of a big 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 screen and interviews her guests it's very well done all things considering and it's better than it being like via zoom so cbs well done with that um and i love to see it and i love you very more ever after it's one of my favorite movies ever and of course ct and charlie's angels and it's just great to see her doing you know her thing so congratulations to her congratulations huge congratulations to jim carrey because i think in the dark 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 world we're living in right now politically divided world scary coronavirus world covid based world um we all just need jim carrey back in our lives because he makes us laugh and he's so funny and he's so talented and um actually speaking of jim carrey and this again isn't an added story uh, I watched Mrs. Doubtfire last night with Robin Williams and Sally Field for the first time in maybe 15 years. It was on HBO Max, and I was looking at, like, last chance movies, like, before it goes off the streaming service. Um, and I was, I was literally crying laughing. Because seeing a movie like that with adult eyes, a lot of the jokes I didn't get back then, I got now. Uh, and it, Robin Williams is so supremely talented as Mrs. Doubtfire, as Daniel, and then, of course, Sally Field is fantastic as Miranda Hillard, and it's just an iconic movie, so if you guys have HBO Max, or if you even have uh, Mrs. Delphire at your sort of fingertip reach, I highly suggest just watching it. It's really funny, so, yeah, love it. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. I love you, and Jim Carrey. I cannot wait to see you as Joe Biden. Okay, second story of the day. It's a bit of a happy story. Page six, Gigi Hadid's dad writes letter to her, to her baby, because obviously Gigi's pregnant, further sparking birth rumors. I know there's been some uh, rumors out in the ether that uh, Miss Hadid has given birth, um, I guess allegedly, but we don't know if that's true because obviously she hasn't said anything about it, but that's for her to discuss and her, her baby's daddy, um, Zane uh, from 1D. Uh, but let's read the story. Um, again, page six. Gigi Hadid's father, Mohammed, has penned a letter to his grandchild, sparking more rumors that his supermodel daughter has given birth to her first child with boyfriend Zane Malik. Hello, little grandchild, it is me. My heart is as happy as can be, he wrote in a handwritten poem posted to Instagram on Wednesday. I wish for you the sun and the moon. I wish for you a happy time. Know that grandpa's always here. I'll do anything, anything for you, my dear. Uh, when I heard you were on the way, I smiled and wiped a tear away. I cried the tear because I knew my heart would always belong to you. Mohammed 71 captioned the photo. In the name of God, merciful, I want to say that I love you and I'm proud of you attacking his daughter. Fans began speculating that Gigi, 25, had welcomed her baby on Tuesday after her younger sister, Bella, 23, posted a message to Instagram that she couldn't stop crying. Alongside a photo of her sister, of her and her sister, Bella, 
um, news broke that Gigi was pregnant uh, after a month after Yolanda confirmed a September due date. Neither Gigi nor Malik have posted about the birth of the baby yet. Well, obviously, like I just said, it's up to them and in their time to release the information. If, in fact, that Gigi and her man did uh, welcome a daughter into the world, congratulations, which is another beautiful Hadid Malik boy girl into the world. I think she's having a daughter. Um, I'm, I'm so happy. And, you know, babies are just the sweetest and most amazing gift, miracle. And I can only imagine just what a blessing it must be given, as I just said, in this really uncertain, dark time to have a new life come out of you, literally, physically. Um, yeah, congratulations to the new parents. If, in fact, they did have the baby. If not, still, congratulations, and uh, I wish you a healthy continuation um, of your pregnancy and eventual birth. Ooh, babies! I love babies! Oh, man, I just love them. Okay, third story of the day. Actually, I was getting my hair today. My barber, Gabe, told me about this. Even though I sort of had knew about it, but after <laughs> we talked about it, I was like, oh, let me look this story up. This is from TMZ. Travis Scott, McDonald's fine gets paid and meal is still hugely popular. I guess Travis Scott, uh, father of Kylie's bebe, Stormy Webster, um, has a meal at McDonald's. I'm not quite sure of the intimate details of this, but let's read it and then we'll dissect. Um, hmm, let's see here. Where's the beginning of the story? Uh, Travis Scott's getting dinged for a rowdy gathering at a McDonald's over his new $6 meal, but he won't have to pay much more than that to get out of trouble. Both the rapper and McDonald's location in Downey, California, have been cited by the city over a whole slew of fans showing up the fast food joint last week for the launch of his new meal because they didn't have permits. According to tickets obtained by TMZ, Travis failed to obtain an event permit for a crowd over 200 people before he showed up to greet fans who were waiting in line to try his Cactus Jack meal. He also allegedly failed to get a permit to film. Both citation come with $100 fine, so he's got a plenty of $200 to Downey to square it up. Uh, same goes for McDonald's. As we reported, Travis showed up to celebrate the launch of his new meal. It got mobbed by fans, many who were maskless and not social distancing, had to run for cover. A spokesperson for Downey tells us, as, as in TMZ, cops reported about 500 people in attendance and the PD dispatched several units to make sure the large crowd stayed safe. Um, we are told there were no injuries and it doesn't seem like any arrests were made either. Uh, by the way, uh, Travis Scott getting his own very McDonald's meal is a pretty huge deal. He's the first celeb to have one since Michael Jordan back in 92. Wow. Order the Cactus Jack um, deal and you'll get a quarter pounder with cheese, bacon, lettuce, pickles, ketchup, mustard, medium fries with barbecue sauce and a Sprite. Um, and then an update. The update for the story is that rep for McDonald's tells us, us again, as in TMZ. They're taking care of the fine with the city of Downey. As for how the whole thing went down, we're told all the employees working that day wore face masks. Once the crowd grew to a large number and social distancing could no longer be practiced, security safely escorted Travis away and the fans dispersed. Travis's meal has been extremely popular at Mickey D's locations across the country. And we're told some locations have even run low on the ingredients since its launch. Travis also released a hugely popular merch with the line, everything from t-shirts to chicken nugget shaped pillows. Um... What I think this is so cool. This is so creative, and what an honor, of course, following on the, the steps of Michael Jordan to have your own meal at McDonald's. I, I, McDonald's is my favorite fast food joint. I mean, I used to like Wendy's, but not so much. I mean, the McDonald's cheeseburger, I literally, I don't get it that much anymore because I can't have cheese because I'm super lactose intolerant, but their nuggets are really great, and their fries are just the best, and their chocolate chip cookies are just the beanies, bees knees. But usually, I get, like, two cheeseburgers from McDonald's just with ketchup and the little pickle things and the burger and the cheese. That's all I get. And literally, you guys, it's the best damn burger ever. I don't know what it is, 
But I love, I freaking love McDonald's and what a freaking honor. So congratulations to him on having his own damn meal. I mean, I can't even like, he has, what a, what a, what an endorsement. And I'm sure, I think that I might've seen something on Instagram where Kylie went and got the meal and the person at the window was freaking out as I would have too. Must've made that person's day. Must've made Kylie's day too. So I love, that's very in touch. Like celebrities are just like us going to McDonald's. So love to see it. Congratulations, Travis Scott. Um, congratulations to McDonald's. Okay. Fourth story of the day, uh, some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills drama with the one and only iconic Lisa Rinna herself. Love Lisa Rinna. This is from People Magazine. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Lisa Rinna reveals alleged text between Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville. As you guys know, the ongoing never-ending saga between Brandy and Denise with regards to an alleged affair between the two of them. One party denies it. The other party says it happens. Lisa Rinna says it happens. But we, as we all know now... And I think Eddie Cohen confirmed this, that Denise is not coming back to the Real Housewives franchise. And she got $4 million for two seasons. That's pretty damn good. So, you know, she made some chump change. And although, you know, her name was dragged in the mud, Denise is leaving. And she's going to go return to her fabulous acting career. So let's read this and then we'll dissect. Lisa Rinna is claiming to have evidence that Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville were far more than acquaintances. An E! News sneak peek at the final part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Lisa, 57, presents printouts of what she alleges are text messages between Denise, 49, and Brandy, 47. The shocking receipts... Excuse me. The shocking receipts make their debut after host Andy Cohen brings up the text thread. Brandy shared with Lisa, Kyle, Richards, Dory Kempsley, and Erica Girardi. Atelier Mellencamp's... Uh, uh, Aro Yave's baby shower earlier this month. Um, the former housewife passed her phone around to the women in an attempt to prove she and Denise had an affair. Denise was vehemently denied the hookup. Later, some of the messages as fake. Denise doubled down on her belief that the texts are indeed edited, telling Andy Cohen at the reunion, quote, I believe my texts are between Brandy and I are very different. That's when Lisa pulls out the alleged proof. I have them right here. If you guys want to go through them, we can go through them. Lisa says, holding up a stack of papers. I have a whole bunch, she continues. I don't like BS. So let's just go through it, Lisa adds. Shocked, Garcelle Bouvet quips. Wow. It's not bullshit to niece fires back at Rena. Hey, wait, Rena, you better be careful saying this because yours will be shown too. Lisa then asks the Wild Things star, are you threatening me? This response, I'm telling you the truth. If you want to play this game, we can do it. Andy then asks Denise, quote, are you willing to show us your text messages to Brandy and show that they don't match up to her messages? Denise says, absolutely. But asks... If Lisa will, quote, let me show my text messages with her, Lisa refuses, saying it's not about me, and those are private. In the Days of Our Lives actress then asked Denise, quote, did you send a cease and desist to shut Brandy up before Denise could answer? Andy confirms Denise, your lawyer threatened to file a cease and desist against production. Denise then admits she did send Brandy a cease and desist, but only to, quote, make her tell the truth to all of you. Confused, Kyle, if you want to ask, quote, is a cease and desist to silence someone or say you have to tell the truth? I think a cease and desist is like, don't talk. While the drama surrounding Denise's alleged relationship with Brandy will continue tonight, tonight, as in tonight, um, uh, Wednesday. So yesterday, for you guys who are listening, Thursday, I know, I'm like freaking Westworld here with the different time zones. Um, the final part of the reunion will service Denise's farewell. Uh, love the drama, and I'm sure Andy Cohen is living, salivating the producers of Broadway. Like, yes, Denise, yes. Well, I have this to say. Nobody should out anyone's affairs or sexual promiscuity behavior that are private, but I get it's reality TV and, you know, shit goes down and you have to make ratings interesting. That's why I think Beverly Hills is literally the crown jewel and the number one franchise of all the Real Housewives franchise, even though personally I love New York because I love Countess Luann um, and I love Ramona too, but Countess is like obviously Countess. I think Countess should go to do a season in Atlanta. Can you imagine Countess and like Portia and Nini getting at it or like Countess and Phaedra? I, Phaedra 
Parks needs to come back to the show. There is nobody that has a quicker wit, funnier reactions, shadier, and just all around talented um, than Phaedra. I sometimes, when I'm in like a bad mood, I'll watch Phaedra at the reunions just to like crack myself up because her face. <laughs> reactions when her and kenya moore got into it about like their exercise videos on amazon oh my god it's iconic and of course kim zolciak and nini like just legendary so anyways that's that and um i'm really looking forward to the next season of beverly hills even though lisa i'm sorry denise will be gone but i'm hoping they bring back queen lvp and now we bring ourselves to our final story of the day cardi b camp shuts down offset rumors there's no other child, as I uh, talked about yesterday. Cardi B filed divorce from her husband, Offset. Um, this is from page six. Rumors are surrounding that Cardi B filed for a divorce because her estranged husband, Offset, expecting, is expecting a baby with another woman. But a source close to the rapper told page six that the scuttlebutt, excuse me, is super false. Quote, there's no other child. No baby's on the way. That rumor is super false. Cardi is thinking of her child and wants everything to be amicable. She's evolved over the years and continues to, the insider said. In fact, Cardi had the legal documents amended after learning that they originally requested primary physical custody of their two-year-old daughter, Culture, for her. Um, she went back to the petition amended because she doesn't, she wasn't aware that it read primary custody. She wants them both to have custody and to co-parent. Um, she's not requesting spousal support or child support. She wants everything to be super amicable. The source said Cardi and Offset secretly went in 2017 and briefly spent in 2018. Offset has yet to file a response to Cardi's divorce filing. Um, yeah, I, I'm Cardi's taking the high road, and that's why we love Cardi B. Um, all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to my Wednesday episode of the Mistress of Pop Culture. Wednesday, Thursday episode, but I'm recording on Wednesday. Have a great Thursday. We're masked. Be safe. You can check out my podcast, the Mistress of Pop Culture, streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Castbox, Radio Public, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. Um, be kind to one another, and I will chat with y'all on Friday. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.